This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Future Farm Botanicals Liquid Wild Oil of Oregano with Rosemary Extract and Natural Honey Flavor. Future Farm's Wild Oil of Oregano supports a variety of healthy benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And the way that you get directly into the doctor and the nutritionist's office is via Email radio program at AOL.com. Easy to remember, radio program at AOL.com. Anything that's on your mind, whether it's COVID related or otherwise, will field your questions here. And if you listen to a subsequent broadcast, you can hear us answer it. Um, what's next in the mailbag, Layla? We've got an email from Tammy. Dear Dr. Hoffman, it's time for me to stock up on bar soap for the shower. Can you give me some guidelines on the healthiest types of soap to use? Thankfully, I do not like heavily scented products, nor body washes. They just seem to melt away and get wasted. Uh, my retired husband and I have no skin issues other than the dry air found in the high desert climate of Idaho. Are you able to recommend specific brands? Here's the thing. The first go-to is Environmental Working Group.org or EWG.org. They will link up to another website or or you could just go directly to safecosmetics.org safecosmetics.org to find good reliable soap be careful of soaps containing lavender oh it could be estrogenic yes a lot of people there have been some cases of young boys developing gynecomastia which is like a breast enlargement related to that from using their soap Mm. with lavender and lavender I don't like herbs de Provence. Do you? There's oh, lavender really, in there. I don't like that it flavor. It tastes horrible. I don't like that flavor. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it either. It sounds good, like it but either. it's like... No, 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 no. I don't like herbs de Provence. Right. So, soap, yeah, you want to I mean, get... I like the smell. I like a lav- I like a lavender bath. Yes, a scent yeah. or something and like that. Lavender is actually, uh, when it gets to your central nervous system via the olfactory pathways, yeah. it actually has a relaxing effect. It's it been does. documented. Yeah, uh, parasympathetic. The, the, the species is activity. lavendula, mm-hmm. but I don't really want it in my uh, spaghetti sauce. You exactly. Know. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. <laughs> so other, yeah, I would go to ewg.org and safecosmetics.org. Uh, there are lots of nice natural soaps, or they will tell you the ones that are uh, least high risk or anything like that. So that's also yeah. important. Well, just to also yeah. bear in mind, and I did write an article this week, and you saw it, you know, uh, before it went to publication, on how to avoid winter skin dryness. And a mm, lot yes. of people um, are complaining of itching and dry skin this, you know, this time of year. Uh, and you know, trick question is like. Well, what's how's your hygiene? And people, you know, are taken aback. Like, well, no, I I'm very hygienic. I I shower at least once or twice a day, or I take a bath every day, and use lots of hot water, hot water and soap, 
and sometimes disinfectant soap, and then they're washing yeah. their hands, washing their hands, washing their hands because it's COVID. And what are they doing? They're stripping their skin of its natural layer of oils. Yes. And desiccating their skin, and maybe also inflicting more damage because of the disinfectants, you know, with yeah. the hand wipes and the washes and the disinfectant exactly. soap and antibacterial, this and that. So, you know, it, keep it to relatively a minimum because yes. you'll dry yourself out. And use neutral soap mm-hmm. without a lot of preservatives and additives and mm-hmm. chemicals because right. those are toxic. Something and very, very, very mild, yes. And uh, moisturize after you do it because you want to replace, I mean, use coconut oil. Absolutely, or coconut oil. Keep a jar of Manuka, coconut oil. Manuka is great. Yeah. Manuka and coconut oil would be my go See my article in the newsletter this week for you know some links yes. on where to get these things. Right, right, right. And don't use very hot water. Yeah. You're, you're parching your skin. And overuse of you sanitizing like, you, agents. You mean after I take a bike ride in like 20 degree temperatures and, you know, like I'm totally frozen, my teeth are chattering, I can't go in hot water? You can go in hot water, but you don't have to stay in hot water to the point of, you know, it takes drying about, out your skin. It takes, about it takes a while to thaw out, right? It takes me about right? 20 minutes, you know. <laughs> That's okay. All right. What can I tell okay. you? I mean, it's right, like we'll occupational hazard. Yeah. <laughs> use that manuka. Use that coconut yeah, oil. Yeah, I'm going to have to moisturize. Yeah. But, no, I look... I agree. And look, the whole thing is, we, this is a little anomaly. This is a historical anomaly. This, the use of soap and water. I mean, if, I'm yeah. reading about the Middle Ages, and it was like the average person in the Middle Ages, you know, they would like jump in the river. You know, they didn't have soap. They didn't have soap. They, they just they, jumped they, in the river. A couple of times a year, you know. Right. So they were a little gamey, you know. Exactly. They were gamey. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? Um, don't forget that you also have beneficial flora. On your skin, when you're using yes. a lot of sanitizing yes. agents, yep. and particularly stay away from antibacterial There's a microbiome soaps. on the skin. There's a microbiome yep. on the skin that you were destroying yes. with all those sanitizing agents, yes. with any antibacterial soaps. The antibacterial soaps may cause antibiotic resistance yes. as well. This yeah. is all very important. I think that was posted on... Um, I think that was well, they actually are, are trying to ban triclosan because triclosan Good, is should. a hormone disruptor and can uh, cause which, cancer, which it can affect the. It can be a gender bender kind of thing. It's not great for pregnant women, you know, because it affects the offspring. Uh, it could affect the thyroid. You yeah. know, it could affect um, you know uh, endocrine cancers, prostate and and uh, mm-hmm. breast perhaps and uterine. You know, mm-hmm. it's not good stuff. Right. Right. It's an estrogen mimic, <clears throat> uh, a xenoestrogen. Okay, good point at which to uh, allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So please listen up. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. 
Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. So we appreciate their underwriting. What's next, Layla? We have an email from Sally. Over the years, I've suffered knee injuries and resulting arthritis has set in, which is causing pain. I'm on blood thinners, so I'm told all I can take is Tylenol. Because of the the NSAIDs have a tendency to cause yeah. gastrointestinal bleeding, but when you're on a blood thinner, that's a disastrous combo. Yeah, is Advil and Coumadin. That's can right. really because it's right. bad or enough to get a gastrointestinal bleed, but when you don't mm-hmm. have um, when you don't have adequate um, uh, blood coagulation, yeah. the bleed can be very very uh, mm. life threatening. So this Tylenol is providing only very little relief. Right. Does everything anti-inflammatory thin the blood? Yeah. Well, Any suggestions as to what supplements that will not further thin my blood? Glucosamine, curcumin. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a little bit of a blood thinner, but not yeah. terribly. Uh, fish oil may be anti-inflammatory. Uh, the other thing is uh, you can try a topical NSAID. They now make a topical non anti-inflammatory um, um, Ah. Uh, creams that are available over the counter. You don't get have to get a prescription. I think it's called Voltaren cream. Oh, Vol- Voltaren. It doesn't work that well deep inside a, a, jo- a big joint. But you know, mm-hmm. the other day I, I had some of it and um, I stubbed my toe foolishly. You know, I was walking around Ouch. in the bedroom early in the morning, and you know, I have a like. It, it wasn't a bad stub, but it was like, oh no, you know, it's just going to interfere with my running, and you know, my toe, my toe is my toe is sore, and. I'm a little OCD about my feet, you know, because I run. And I said, you know, let me get, uh, let me use a little, I didn't want to take an oral uh, yeah. anti-inflammatory. Um, so let me just, since it's a small joint mm-hmm. and, you know, if I rub it in, it may get into the joint better mm-hmm. than if it's like a big joint, like a shoulder or a knee. Yeah. And I did it and I think it helped. Oh, I think good. it helped. Good. That's actually very good. All yeah. right. I mean, you could also try a topical CBD. Yeah. Again, works better on small joints. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a pain reliever, cannabidiol uh, from uh, CB Sciences. That might help. They make a nice topical. Mm-hmm. It's soothing, you know, for muscle injuries, aches and pains. Sally is wondering, can you suggest any medications which might be helpful without causing un- undesirable Unfortunately, the medications that are most effective for joint swelling and pain uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, either over-the-counter or prescription, or steroids. Steroids. Which really can right. put a hole in your stomach. Exactly. And cause diabetes. Uh, and there's a lot of other, you know, diabetes, cataracts, you know, psychosis. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, golly, Sally, we hope you feel better soon. Well, that's actually, you know, apropos of that, and, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to make a political <clears throat> judgment on this, but remember when, when Trump had uh, COVID and, you know, he mm-hmm. came out, he said, I feel like, oh, I feel awesome, I feel, I feel great. great. But, you know, they gave him a lot of dexamethasone. Mm. So the they actually had some guys in Congress who wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment, <laughs> you know, to uh, to de- dethrone him mm-hmm. because they felt he was suffering from uh, steroid psychosis. <laughs> but that was just Trump being Trump. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, He's oh, like a he's like a blunderbuss. You know? Come on, get yeah. over it! Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. So, so but they, look, I I've only taken steroids once in my life. I swam into a pack of what are called sea lice, and sea lice. Uh, oh usually, my god! It's more of a Florida thing, but sometimes they come up to the Northeast. You know, every 
you know, maybe rarely, like every seven years or something. It's on a cycle. And I swam right into a pack of them, and it, it created all these itchy welts on my body. And I started to take Benadryl. Mm. And I took a couple of Benadryl. It didn't help. And I took a couple more. Finally, I took a whole package of Benadryl. Oh, my gosh. You had to have gone right to sleep no, for a coma. I didn't I've... sleep a wink. Because of the welts? Because of the itchiness, and it didn't relieve the itchiness. Wow. A whole pack of Benadryl. Like 12 Don't try this at home. No, it's much too much yeah. because it, it can affect your, your driving, your coordination. Sure. So I so I, I, I wrote myself a prescription for um, uh, a steroid pack, a metal dose pack. Isn't that was, nice? You can write your own scripts. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and so anyway, yeah. so so I got the metal dose pack. Yeah. And it was like instant relief. Mm. And it was, but I also felt, I, I felt Trump-like. I felt like. I feel awesome. I'm on steroids. It was great. And then it lets you down. Yeah. You know, then you well, have to get off. But it takes care of the problem. I yeah. mean, it's just short-term but, use. But to if you take too much of steroids, you can actually get like <laughs> grandiose psychosis. You know, wow. you can get kind of flip out. Wow. Very high dose. Like it, it affects people mood-wise and mentally. Those of you who've taken steroids, you know. I've that. heard of people on prednisone. That could cause a lot of emotional liability. Yes. Not necessarily that they feel great, but they're having crying jags. Or they can any go in any which way. You yeah. Know, it's like, yeah. Diff, you know, it's like uh, the effects of alcohol on people. Some people feel really awesome and other people, you know, start yeah. feeling really bad. Yeah. Anyway, it's a little digression, but. Mm-hmm. So we've steroids, got. Bottom line, steroids are not great. Steroids are not great. We've got another question here. And this is from. Peter, Dr. Hoffman, would you comment, please? We need an input from a voice of reason. Peter sent us a lot of, a lot of dialogue to answer the question, will the COVID vaccine alter my genes? Okay. The- I read all of these comments. Yes. From some that say yes and others that say no, yes. and then they say yes and then they say no, and many say, I don't know, and oh my goodness. Yes, it's very confusing. So they're looking for your voice of reason. Well, I, I have to say that I've looked at this, and there's actually some, I mean, let's start with this, is uh, the indelible rule of genetics is that DNA can go to RNA, but RNA can't go to DNA. Hmm. Okay, that was like, Genetics 101 in 1980. Yeah. You know, and then they discovered something called reverse transcriptase. Yes. Which is actually how HIV kind of works its way into mm-hmm. the cells. And that's when RNA transcribes to DNA via this process of reverse transcriptase. Mm. Uh, how, and so hypothetically, that's where there's an exception to the rule, is that you can go backwards. RNA can go to DNA. Yeah. And the RNA that's being introduced in the body, they think can, you know, as a result of some process, you know, and I, the, the arguments sometimes make my eyes glaze over because I'm yeah. not a professional geneticist. I can't really, um, uh, you know, I can't really weigh in on some of these discussions which are above my pay grade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, some pretty authoritative people have said that's not really applicable to the RNA in this vaccine Mm -hmm. because the RNA in this vaccine never gets to the nucleus. 
it remains in the cytoplasm, which is outside the nucleus. Because yeah. DNA is inside the nucleus. And right. so it, it can't <clears throat> do it. Now, to me, that's a little bit of a thin Maginot line against the possibility that RNA could be incorporated in your DNA and you could permanently alter the human species. Hmm. Um, but um, I would have to see compelling evidence that this is occurring for me to join forces with the people who say, theoretically, this is a possibility. That, and I think studies of this kind can be done because enough people have been vaccinated that we can then extract their DNA and say, hmm... Something changed. Because I will tell you this, mm. is your DNA, if I give a, a, do a saliva sample on a baby and I do a saliva sample on uh, an 80-year-old mm -hmm. person, the same person, yeah, that DNA should be the same with the exception of some glitches. Okay. That DNA, there are mutations. Mutations that might have happened over the course right. of but, a lifetime. But people don't acquire new DNA from outside. Mm. Unless there's something that is causing the mutation. All right, I'm just hyper. Well, yeah, something is going to cause it. Right. like saying like a Hiroshima survivor. They're, sure. They're, they're DNA. We're using too much Roundup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, don't know. Any Right. It, yeah. Just yeah. living, smoking. Right. Uh, you know, being exposed to living industrial... Living in a polluted city. Sure. And, and, and just the process by which the natural editing of your DNA screws up. Because yeah. it, it there are many mechanisms that keep your DNA integrity yeah but uh there are going to be some misprints yeah it's like um you know if you give a book to uh a scribe and have it copied and then to another scribe and another scribe and another scribe eventually there there will be good, typos there will, there be, will typos. be mutations yeah. Yeah. so to speak but 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 will there be wholesale incorporation of exogenous outside uh, genetic material, um, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. This, the mRNA vaccine. Which is brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. Brand new. Is based on the premise, tell me if this is correct, yeah. is based on the premise that once you get the jab, that it, it, tells, it tells your DNA to no, make it, it. It doesn't tell your DNA. So what is it telling to make it so that okay, so you're, your immune you're, system you're, can react? This is, this is a, a code yeah. that is read outside your nucleus, away okay. from your DNA, okay. on your ribosome, which are little uh, okay. organelles floating around in your cytoplasm, in the cytoplasm outside, of the cell. Okay. which are, are scaffolding for the manufacture of protein. And it gets its instruction from messenger RNA. Yeah. Messenger RNA can come from DNA, mm -hmm which then uh, it, it transcribes to messenger RNA, yeah. leaves the nucleus, goes to the assembly plants, the ribosomes, yeah. to make the proteins mm -hmm. and the antibodies and you know, immune constituents. Yeah. The, the brilliant idea here is to take an mRNA, mRNA code, mm -hmm. put it in the cell, and then immediately start building spike protein. Oh, oh my God, that's the virus. But it's the it's yeah. only the it's only the spike protein of the virus. The spike protein of the virus is not pathogenic. Then the body creates an immune reaction against the spike protein, and uh, resists the spike protein when it tries to attach to the cells. Interesting. So it's it's a it's a, it's a beautiful uh, concept. The question is: A will it work? B will there be other downstream consequences of that? Yeah. Yeah.
I, I sometimes think if there was an mRNA vaccine for polio, yeah. do we want that? We already are successfully dealing with polio. No, with that's true. Vaccine. I'm just hi- hypothetically. Hypothetically. Right. Do I want my cells to make polio? Well, no, but it would be an, it would be a fragment of polio. A fragment of it. Right. Therefore, right. right. But it's so, almost like taking so, but, an attenuated virus like you would in a regular vaccine, say yeah, the regular yeah, f- yeah. The flu. But the difference is, yeah. the difference is in an attenuated vaccine, you inject that fragment of the virus. Yes. Here, you're injecting the information so that your own body makes a fragment of the virus. Mm. Your body becomes a factory for the spike That's protein. That's genius. Wow. It is. So if it works. Hypo- hypothetically, yeah. it's a platform by which very quickly they can say, oh, there's a different spike protein. Look, let's say the Brazilian variant or the, the, the South UK Af- variant. It's different the, now. It's yeah. like, well, very quickly, they can come up with the secret sauce to mm-hmm. make a different spike protein. Yeah. That could happen within a matter of a few few weeks. Uh, or let's say they discover there's a receptor on cancer, uh, which we want, which w- is a place where we can attack the cancer and the immune system can recognize and attack the cancer. We yes. can get the body to make just, not the cancer, but just that, that receptor site. Yes. And then you can design an infinite number of drugs yeah. that might hit receptors that can kill cancer, that can quell autoimmunity, that can blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's an amazing technology and it's gonna, it, it's gonna be used for, for all these purposes eventually. Yeah. So, now, so but that, it's, it's hypothetically, it's amazing. We have to it see in, in, in the real, in real world. Time. Exactly. Yeah. So if everybody takes this vaccine and they manufacture their own COVID, so if they were to take a COVID test, they're gonna test positive? That's a really good question. Uh, is the spike protein uh, going to trigger a reaction on antibody tests? Yeah. And I, I don't know that there's a definitive answer on that. The yeah. problem is going to be uh, you can't use an antibody test to diagnose someone with COVID. You right. have to use a PCR test. Yeah. And which is I'm not pretty great. sure that, the, which is not great, but a PCR test, I believe looks for the PCR for the whole virus, not just the spike protein. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you're going to get the inability to actually test people. Uh, what it may happen is that people who've got the vaccine will have an identical signature to people who've had COVID mm. from the antibody standpoint. Interesting. But I, I don't, maybe somebody knows the answer to this, but I think right now it's a little hard to distinguish. So why don't we have a vaccine for the common cold? It is it's a, a coronavirus. It's a rhino. Well, some of them, some of the colds are rhino, yeah. and some are some some are, some are corona, and some are rhinoviruses. Hmm. I think there's just so many of them. Okay. You know, it's like that okay, we've sense. got a vaccine for one, uh, but now here comes another one. You Fair know? enough. Yeah. Like the flu. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. It's like. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like the animal kingdom. It's like and I, and uh, we have a vaccine the, for we have a vaccine yeah. for uh, zebras. Do we have a vaccine for horses? Do we have a vaccine for? And the latest Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine that was approved is about sixty-six uh, percent. It's not an RNA vaccine. It's not. It's more. It's more like the flu the vaccine. Action, the yeah, old that's why it's only about sixty-six percent effective. Yeah. Instead of ninety-five. Yeah, and it, there was some controversy in Europe as to whether 
it even should be offered yeah. to over 65s because it was not they it really wasn't tested to the satisfaction of German the German health ministry mm. in over 65s they didn't say it didn't work they just said there's not enough evidence that it does work so it was approved for 18 to 65s yeah. but that created a firestorm they finally said look forget about it it looks like the very people who we want to vaccinate are probably over 65. So mm -hmm. we can't say it can only be approved for under 65s. Yeah. So they, they overruled it as an EU, as a European Union policy. So, but the, I think the Germans were right. They were saying, you know, the evidence, uh, this is actually um, the, um, uh, the um, AstraZeneca vaccine. Oh, okay. Which All is right. the one out of the UK mm -hmm. where they had production problems in Europe, mm -hmm. and there was actually a big raid on a, on a on a factory in Belgium, and they kind of said, "Like, what the heck's going on here? You guys are not delivering." You know, like they they, they did it like a like a emergency audit of of their procedures there, and they said, I'm, "We're sorry, we we can't we can't crack crank it out as fast as we thought." Wow. It it's it's an old fashioned production method. It has to be kind of grown in a vat. You know, I think oh, yeast wow. has to be grown in a vat that oh, makes the... Sounds like they're making wine. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's vat and yeast. Okay. It's <laughs> calling a, a, a brewer, you know, like, fix this. Right, right. You know, right. the yeast isn't growing fast enough. You Can know. you put it in a glass of wine? Could we take it that way? <laughs> right. I, I'm in. It's yeah. like it's like the the, uh, the Sabin vaccine, like yeah. the oral polio vaccine. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. I remember. It's like, here, drink this. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Look, so... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns mm -hmm. as we proceed on this, mm -hmm. down this pathway. It'll so be we, interesting to see then. Yeah. So, you know, bottom line, do yeah. we, you know, uh, it's a bad problem. Some people are very vulnerable. If they got COVID, it would be possibly catastrophic. Maybe yeah. they got to take the leap, pull yeah. the trigger, get the vaccine. But, you know, for a person of low risk or maybe mm -hmm. doesn't have a job where they come into contact with a lot of people and they're fine with like sequestering at home, yeah. low risk, not planning to travel, I don't know, maybe wait a while. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you got to wait anyway because like, I'm ready for vaccines, like two months. Oh, yeah. Two months for you. It was spring and summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, that's all the time we have. Wow. <laughs> As we... Devolved into vaccine uncertainty here. <laughs> right. um, so uh, we invite your questions. We appreciate your questions regarding the vaccine. Anything else on your minds? Radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. Great questions this week. Yes. Thank you, Layla. Keep them coming. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to to being a collaborator in your healthcare.